every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Very exciting. Today we have Bobby Williams, who is an author mm-hmm. and former stuntman. And among like all the other fun things we're learning about Bobby, um, he's here to talk to us today and be our special guest green dude. Well, we can't forget about his connection with Mariel Hemingway as well, which is very special. Important. Bobby, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. Wow. So you, you no longer are a stuntman? Just have to ask that question. No, of course I am. <laughs> See, <laughs> See that, that seems. Stop. I just, I just kind of switched gears a little bit because we, uh, Marilyn and I decided that we were going to create this health and wellness company. Um, you know that will, you know, be for the good of ourselves, good of others, good of greater good. And by creating this company, um, we are going to be able to uh, sustain our lifestyles which include doing our own films and, and, and those types of things, and you the, know, our creative stuff. Our right, list, so you know, you'll I'm be... I'm working on a film now, and so is she. Ooh. Yeah. We're, awesome. We're, we're, uh, we're both producing, and, and, and uh, I think we're going to have parts, and I, I don't know. Her film is Movable Feast with, the, you know, that's Ernest Hemingway's, you know. That's movie. right. One of his novels, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and she's, uh, she's had that for 10 years, and lo and behold... Um, I got a hold of it in six weeks. I had some friends that were able to raise capital for Michael Hurst to to write it, and so they're really excited. That's that's moving ahead pretty quickly. And then I had a climbing movie that take has taken place in the '70s based on a true story in Yosemite Valley, and that that's a lot of fun. I you mean, don't have to lose an arm for that one, do you? Pardon me. You don't have to lose an <laughs> arm for that one, do you? Yeah. No. Funny you should say that. People thought that that was me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, being in the business for so long, I had a lot of casting directors that hired me for. Um, climbing jobs. I got lots of climbing jobs over the last like twenty five years. Well, that would have made sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, you know, and I often did the disappearing act, and so my agent was looking at me for a few days, and quite a few people called up and said, "Where's Bob?" Uh oh. Oh, I know. Whereabouts? Bobby was running with nature, man. Exactly. Which is why you disappear for a few days. So and, we've talked about this with Marielle already, and I just want to mention that running with nature is the title of your book, right? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So when you run with nature, obviously it's uh, it's beyond obvious. But when Marielle was here, I, I keep going back to. <laughs> Wait a minute. When Marielle was here, she threw Bobby under the bus. No, she didn't. About, she, she did not. She did. She's. <laughs> what did she way. say? We were all having a lot of fun, but she, we were talking about running with nature um, and running from crazy. And she said, "Well, sometimes when I describe being with Bobby, I call it running." With crazy. Oh, yes, she did say that. But that's a good thing. As far as it I'm concerned, we were having as far yeah. as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. But um, what was I going to say? I was going to say I'm that, sorry. oh, Marielle, that's okay. But what struck me about what Marielle said, and um, I'm just going to repeat it here because it just I, I've played it over and over in my, in my mind a million times. She talked about growing up and that she was the quintessential wasp family. Everybody drank, everybody kept everything closed in, and it wasn't until she really met and got to know you that she realized that she could open up. Now, what I want to know is, how did you impart that magic, and, and what do you do to impart that magic? Well, I think it's just because where I came from, you know. Um, you know, we had this conversation with Oprah. It was funny because the two of them connected. 
on that level because of the abuse that they had when they were kids. And see, I didn't have abuse when I was a kid that way. You know, my, my you know, I had rough and tumble um, sort of upbringing. I had four boys who lived across the street. Those were my father's brother's kids, and they were older. And so, you know, there was a lot of fighting and fist fighting. We came from a very physical family. We all played football and wrestled. And mm-hmm. our grandfather and great-great-grandfather were boxers. And so we were, you know, the physical stuff was crazy. I thought it was normal to fight all the time. <laughs> when I came to California, and I would tell, I would tell friends or girlfriends this, they'd be like, yeah, no, that's not normal. You and you're sure? not, and you're not a Mick Williams, which would have made sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was one guy named Morrissey, and the election that my mom's fought, and my mom's side of the family fought with uh, people like Joe Lewis and Billy Kahn. I mean, he was a professional fighter. Cool. And, and so, so, but my family, when Mariel one day Mariel says to me, uh, I said, well, why don't you get in touch with your uncle if this thing's going on with the family and you're having to get the rights to this book, and, you know, movable feast, even though you're a Hemingway and you're not part of the estate? How does you know, she was trying to explain how it worked. I said, well, call your uncle up. It's your father's brother. She goes, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I can't just call him up. Well, what do you mean? Just pick up the phone and call him. No, I have to talk to his attorney in yeah. order to get to him. Oh, my God. Like, what kind of family is that? And yeah. so she started explaining to me all this, like, stuff that they did. And I said, my family knows everything that I did since I started walking. Yeah. You know? uh, and if you need anything, you just call them up and ask. And if they need anything, they'll call you. And I said, my friends are the same way and the community is the same way. I have friends that still call me now and talk to me about what I did in second grade or sixth grade. And I have like 25 of those that I grew up since yeah. I was a little kid. We're all on the same football team. And I guess it was sort of hometown. And I come from three generations of New York firemen. And, you know, you you know what's going on. Like, there's no hiding anything. And everybody supports one another, you know. And that's With all the do. faults and all the foibles, you guys just know and love each other. Well, Right. And that's just how it is. And, and, and so even when my cousins who I physically fought with or whatever um they would they would take a bullet for me i mean they're the guys that were on the side of the wrestling mat you know practically crying because they wanted me to win so bad they, i mean we all loved each other so meryl didn't have that right she, she didn't grow up with it. she also graduated with nine people she had a graduation class of nine <laughs> very graduated one of 28 right here <laughs> yeah there you go like well how, how do you run stuff by somebody in a town like that yeah yeah i had, I had right. 700 people in my graduation class and that was a small school, <laughs> was the biggest school. okay now first of all i want to backtrack because you mentioned that you were on oprah and we were watching it because it's it the, the clips is the full episode is on online now that you run super soul sunday with marielle and oprah which aired yesterday, and for anybody who wants to be inspired and really have fun, go to um, uh, just Google Super Soul Sunday, and and right up top, of course, is S-O-U-L. Yeah, that was fun. We had a good time with her. I, I wish they list, left a couple other parts in there. I, I had Oprah swearing at the end. That's awesome. I can't. I, 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 that is so much fun. Well, I'm she so sorry. She's slapping me five and saying, fucking amazing. If I can say that on the phone right now. I mean, That's okay. That's all right. We're, luckily, we're, uh, we're okay. Um, well, I'm sorry that we didn't get a chance to meet you last time. You were leaving when Marielle came out here. But we'll, we will figure this all out. In the meantime, how cool is it that we get to talk to you right now? And... Um, one of the questions I had, uh, which just left my mind, I hate it when that happens. Did you hate it? Like, I'm babbling away. I want to make sure that everybody knew about Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Help me out here, people. Oh, well, Mariel you know what? Family. Well, you know what? It'll, it'll come oh, back to her. I got it. Just, all right. Sorry. <laughs> no, what I, I personally believe that relationships are assignments, and a lot, I, I happen to believe 
that we choose a lot of this before we come in. So I am, you know, thinking that it's just it's perfect that you and Marielle met together and are doing the work you're doing because it seems like such important work. And Marielle comes from, you know, uh, the female side, of course, in a certain uh, different aspect than you do. So one of the things I want to ask you about is just from a guy's perspective. This is our Green Dude segment. From a guy's perspective, um, tell me how nature really has changed your life and, and if there was any special epiphany or it's just something that's always been in you. No, I've always kind of been like this. Uh, <laughs> I have more access out here on the West Coast than I did in New York as far as nature goes, you know, because you get to disappear in the Sierras, which is only, you know, three hours from here. Nice. Um, but on the east end of Long Island, I mean, I always had the ocean and the bays and I was a I had a shell fishing license at 14 years old, and I was always out on the bay. You know, and you're connecting with nature when you're out on the bay. Yep. You're out in the ocean. I, I did some. I did some lifeguarding. I, I I've done quite a bit, and you know there were a lot of farms and stuff where I grew up, and, and, and so I was always outdoors and always connecting that way. Uh, the mountains were added in when I came out here, um, and that that was like another sort of aspect that I didn't have when I was a kid. I I. Um, I love it, and, and, and I guess that's Mariel and I's connection. You know, we like to spend more time outdoors than we do indoors, and we both feel the same way outside. You know, we're we're big advocates of sunlight and barefoot walking and running and, and playing, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Mariel got a little short change in her childhood for being a caregiver to her mom who yeah. was sick and yeah. coming from the family that she had and the things that her sister sort of, uh, both sisters had gone through with her, her dad, and, yeah. and then you know, um, starting in the business so young, and and and, and those types of things. Um, I I think that she missed her childhood, and then she met me. The, the guy, well, the guy's just not going to grow up. What I'm <laughs> we, with we, you. Sort of, we we re- relive our childhood. I mean, we start out at six years old and make it to teenagers, and we get up into our upper twenties in the middle of the day. Uh, we turn around and go back. And we sort of hang around at 30 years old and under, and, and that's kind of how we live, you know. Well, and, and so nature and connecting to that part, I mean, we're always growing. We love it, we, we, you know, and, and we both believe that, you know, you can live happy, healthy, you know, younger life than what society says it's supposed to be. You well, know? I, I like that your quote. I guess you, you said something on, on the Super Soul Sunday interview that has really taken hold, and that is live your life forget your age yeah did you know that that was kind of spiraling out there yeah yeah it's It's good stuff yeah it's good it's good stuff man it's it's you know there's there's a whole there's a whole thing being said that you know um this is how this works this is how that works this is what you're supposed to be you know supposed to or i wasn't very good at following rules as a kid (laughs) Uh, i think when i was when i was seven when one of the rude awakenings of following rules was you go to confession as a Catholic kid growing up in, in New York. And I questioned it. I said, why? And they said, because you're supposed to. It's one of the seven <laughs> sacraments of the church. And I said, yeah, well, you told me I could pray to God. I confess my sins whenever I say my prayers. And they said, yeah, but you have to talk to the priest because everybody does. That's how you make your communion. And my grandmother actually had to come to the church and told them that I didn't have to go to confession if I didn't want to. And go so granny. my one confession that I went to was with my grandmother holding the door open, and I just said no to everything and said three prayers, and that was my confession for life. <laughs> so I, I thought that, that, you know, everybody made up of these crazy rules. Yeah. 
I just didn't understand them. You know, I, just, I didn't get it. And I said, you know, my, really quickly, my, my dad, mom fought over the mortgage. You know, my dad would hold down two, three jobs trying to get the mortgage paid. And he had this conversation with me in the 60s when I was like seven years old and said, uh, I said, Dad, what's a mortgage and why do you fight about it? And he said, it's money I owe the bank for the house. And I said, but you own the house. He said, no, 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 I had to borrow money from the bank to, to build the house. And, you know, and I was a very inquisitive kid. I said, but Uncle Phil owns the lumberyard. He gave you the, the lumber for the house. He said, no, he had to pay for that. And I said, well, how much did the house cost? He said, it was, you know, it was, um, in 1960, it was $60,000. And I said, well, how much do you owe the bank? And he, you, you, is it almost paid off? He said, no, I owe him 112000 And he kept trying to explain to me what the mortgage was and how he borrowed money that you had to pay more money back. And, and by the end of the conversation, he said, I, I just kept saying to him, I would never give them more money than the house is worth. You, you shouldn't do that. So if it only costs this much, only give them that. He's like, it doesn't work that way. And then he said to me, he said to me, well, I don't have to pay any taxes on, on, on the mortgage. I said, well, we don't pay taxes in America. We won the Boston Tea Party. I learned that. <laughs> and he said, oh, boy, said, were we you don't confused. Pay taxes. He said, yeah, it doesn't work like that. So I started <laughs> noticing that people kept saying, these rules and how things work, but they didn't really work that way. I was like adults. And the insurance man came to the house like a, a, a short time after my dad and I had that conversation. He had a polyester suit on. He was choking on cigarettes. He looked horrible. And I asked my dad why he, he was dressed like that. He said because, uh, you know, he that's sells he insurance. He's an adult. That's a business suit. I said, you're an adult. How come you don't wear suits? He's like, I don't like suits. I said, and I, I said well, I don't think I ever want to be an adult. I'm not going to wear a suit either. And I kind of kept that, that mindset. And stayed away from conversations about mortgages and percentages. If and you could see, if you could see funny. our studio right now, you'd see all of us nodding our heads and going, "Yeah, yeah." We, t- I, totally identify with all of this. Mizar, you had something you wanted to ask? No, me? you know what? It's a really stupid question, Bobby. But I, it just occurs to me. I just don't know how you and Marielle met. It's not oh, stupid. Uh, we met on a hike. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, but were you were you with a group? Was she with a group, or did you just sort of like run well, into I each was other? Dating this very pretty yoga instructor. I had been dating her for two weeks, and she said that I had to meet Marielle Hemingway. And I said, well, why? why? And she said, because you guys are so much alike. I was like, but aren't we kind of dating? And she said, yeah, but I introduced all my friends. I mean, you guys talk about the same things. You do the same things. You, you, you should meet. I'm like, okay. And so we went on a hike and uh, with her, and she couldn't keep up with us, and we couldn't stop talking. And, you know, as soon as she got out of the car, we both knew we were in big trouble. We looked at each other. We were like, uh-oh. It's a good thing. It's good trouble, though. You know, I ended up dating this girl for maybe a month or a month and a half, and it didn't work out at all. I even tried introducing Mariel to a friend of mine from Long Island. That didn't work out. And (laughs) well, why aren't you guys dating? You like each other so much, and all you do is laugh when you see one another. And Uh, that should have been that should have been key, Bobby, right there. Yeah, (laughs) we got together, and we've been inseparable ever since, and it's going on five years. It is so fantastic to listen to each of you talk about each other and to watch you together and to read your book. I am thrilled that you found each other and that you're sharing all this wonderful experience that you're having. And um, I'm, I'm glad you could call in today and be our guest green dude. Hopefully we'll get you in the studio one of these days, both you and Marielle together. Where, where's the studio? Oh, we're in New Jersey. Oh, cool. I know. It's not, it's not as exciting as, uh, you know. L.A., I guess, or wherever, <laughs> New York. You never know, man. We might be moving to the East Coast, you know. They're talk- people keep con- constantly bringing up the Fukushima thing and, and the radiation heading in this direction. And over the next year, 
Well, you, you know, know, Jersey's not as bad as we do have the Jersey Turnpike, Bobby. However, you may want to well, take that. Well, but we don't live anywhere near it. We don't live and see where we live is actually beautiful. But we'll get into that another time. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much again for calling, Bobby. Appreciate it. It's really fun to finally talk to you, and I look forward to meeting you one of these days. Yeah, I'd love to meet you guys. I'll head out to Jersey, and we'll get together. There you go. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Say Thank hi you. to Marielle. Bye, bye. Bye. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.